your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 488 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Primal Origin Oils. Got beard? Get Primal. Stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. Check out PrimalOriginOils.com to learn more about their full line of beard care products. Use the code LOCKEDON for a 20% discount at checkout. That song you're hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And I just want to thank you guys for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And the Rangers last night coming off of a very impressive 6-2 road victory against the Chicago Blackhawks. It's a game that, you know, you look at the final score and you might think like, oh, you know, the Rangers just cruise against, you know, an inferior opponent. That wasn't really the case. It was 2-2 going into the third period. And this was a game that reminded me quite a bit of the day after Thanksgiving game, the afternoon game that the Rangers played in Boston against the Bruins. That game also was tied 2-2 entering the third period. I I believe it was 2-2 in the third. I know it was 2-2 at one point or another in the game, but I think it was 2-2 in the third, and the Rangers pulled away in that one as well. And that's the difference between this year's Rangers and previous year's Rangers, is when you go into the third period of a game, no matter who they're playing, really, and the score is tied at 2-2, you feel really, really good about the Rangers' chances to persevere, play their best hockey when it counts the most, and ultimately come away with two points. That's kind of a byproduct when your favorite team has won 11 out of its last 12 games. You just come to expect them to get the job done when it comes to crunch time. And it's funny because, you know, the Blackhawks, I always notice, you know, different songs that different teams play in the arena, you know, during a play stoppage or whatever it might be. And the Blackhawks are playing a song called Got You Where I Want you. And I can't think who does this song. I want to say it probably came out like in the 90s or something. It's definitely got a 90s sound to it. But they played this toward the end of the second period. And, you know, the song, again, is called Got You Where I Want You. And I'm thinking like, you know what? You can play that song all you want. It's the Rangers that have you right where they want you. Because, again, you just feel good as a Ranger fan right now of their chances of pulling out a down-to-the-wire win, and of course, this wasn't even really down-to-the-wire by the end of the third period because the Rangers outscored the Blackhawks 4-0 in the third period, and uh, you know, again, you just really like their chances right now, the way they've played to deliver in crunch time, but I can't go a second further on here without talking about Artemi Panarin, just another sensational performance for the Breadman in his previous game, also against the Blackhawks. He had a three-point night, and that brought him, of course, to 499 career NHL points, and coming into this game, I mean, was there any doubt, was there any chance that the Rangers were going to go into Chicago playing the Blackhawks, which is, of course, Panarin's first team, and Artemi Panarin wasn't going to get at least one point. The Blackhawks were going to keep him completely off the score sheet. I guess it was technically possible, but I didn't see it happening. I I thought for sure Artemi Panarin would come in and have a big night because... First of all, he's just a fantastic player. And second, he's on fire even by his own lofty standards in recent games. So sure enough, he goes in, absolutely just decimates his his former team, excuse me, uh, two goals, two assists, and he now is up to... 
503 points in his NHL career. Not too shabby for somebody that once again went undrafted. Every time I say that out loud, it just blows my mind all over again. But yes, Artemi Panarin undrafted. And uh, again, just one of the absolute best players in hockey. And of course, the Rangers now uh, have won 11 out of 12. They are off to a historical start to their season as far as the franchise history is concerned. They, in fact, have 17 wins in their first 24 games. That is a new franchise record. They have a record of 17-4-3 overall. And I realize, you know, the 17 wins in the first 24 games, I know that ties used to be a thing, and so obviously uh, ties might prevent... Uh, some former Ranger teams from approaching this this mark of 17 wins, but even so, who cares? It's still a historically fantastic start to the season for the New York Rangers. You can't really ask for a whole lot better than that. Uh, I want to give a little bit of a shout-out to Alex Georgiev as well. He's really stepped up in the uh, steed of Igor Shosturkin. Shosturkin's missed some time, and the Rangers haven't missed a beat, and e- Alex Georgiev obviously has a lot to do about that. And in this game against the Blackhawks, Georgiev gave up two goals in the first eight minutes. They were both uh, the result of the Rangers losing a faceoff in their defensive zone. And on the first one, uh, bad deflection. I think it got a piece of Julian Gauthier. Patrick Nemeth was there too, trying to knock it down, but it caught past Alex Georgiev. There wasn't a whole lot that he could do. But, I mean, think about it. Alex Georgiev gives up two goals in the first eight minutes, shuts the Blackhawks down for the final 52 minutes, and obviously gives the Rangers a chance to come back and win, as they did. And he made some big saves in this game, and he made a lot of them when the Blackhawks were either up 2-1 to one or the score was tied at 2-2. Two to two. It's not like he was racking up these saves in garbage time. He was big time in this game. It's easy to forget that. There were so many Rangers that kind of stuffed the score sheet, had multiple point nights, uh, just kind of as a team, we're putting the offensive fireworks on display from start to finish here. But yeah, Alex Georgiev stepping up big once again in the absence of Igor Shesterkin. And we're just scratching the surface here. We're going to talk about all the details of this game in just a second. But first, I just wanted to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Primal Origin Oils. Got beard? Get primal. You heard me right. Got beard? Get primal. If you or someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get primal. Maybe you're that guy who has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product. Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. Their goal is to help others look good and live healthier lives through the use of natural oils. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with low impact on our planet. The combo kits make a great holiday gift, and if you're shopping for yourself, you'll be glad you did. Not only are the products and dedication to quality top-notch, the company was founded for a noble cause. The founder, Stephen's mother, was injured in a car accident, and the company was started to pay for her treatment and recovery. We know that every company claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and feel in beard to the other companies you've used. We promise you will see and feel the difference. Remember the code Locked On gets you 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. Use the code Locked On at checkout for 20% off. PrimalOriginOils.com. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is also brought to you by Built Bar. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar. Built Bar, filled with so much holiday goodness, rich and decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. So many flavors, which one will you choose? Raspberry or mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream, or peanut butter brownie? Built Bar gives you that extra fuel you need to bust down those mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers. 
You friends with Santa? Well, tell Santa to throw a few Built Bars in those stockings. With so many flavors, they'd make anyone's Christmas morning a happy one. Like some of those marshmallowy treats around the holidays, you need to get your hands on Built Bar Puffs. They're light, fluffy, and marshmallowy through and through. Different flavors, all covered in chocolate. Tastes so good, you won't believe that they're filled with protein. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Once again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, just want to thank you guys once again for making Lockdown New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So we were just talking about this historically awesome start to the season for the New York Rangers, and I just wanted to elaborate on that a little bit more before we get into you know some of the finer details of this game against the Blackhawks here. Um, so the Rangers right now, 24 games into the season, 17-4-3, where I already mentioned that. Uh, they have 37 total points. They are technically still in second place in the Metro Division. The Capitals are one point ahead of them. The Capitals have 38 points, but it must be mentioned, the Rangers have two games in hand against the Washington Capitals. The Caps have played 26 games. The Rangers have only played 24 games. And given the way the Rangers are playing right now, I find it difficult to believe that if the Rangers and Caps had both played 26 games, that the Rangers wouldn't have at least one more point. And in that case, they would be at least tied for first place in the Metro. So uh, I think the Rangers your de facto uh, leaders of the Metro division right now, even though you look at the standings and they're technically a point behind the Washington Capitals. But then you look at the NHL as a whole, and it's even crazier because there is not a single team in the Western Conference with more points than the Rangers. The Rangers have 37. The Minnesota Wild have 37. Shout out to Matt Zuccarello there. But again, the Wild have played 25 games. The Rangers have only played 24 games. And then you look around the rest of the Eastern Conference, you've got the Panthers with 38 points and the Maple Leafs with 38 points. So they're both a point ahead of the Rangers. The Lightning are a point behind the Rangers with 36 points. But all three of those teams have played more games than the New York Rangers have. So Right now, the Rangers technically have the inside track to the President's Trophy, which is pretty wild to think about. Um, but hey, I'll take it. This has been a, just an absolute blast covering this team with you guys this season, just kind of going through the roller coaster together. Always uh, always exciting when it comes to the New York Rangers. But yeah, we'll keep going here, talking about some of the other, like I said, the finer details of this game against the Chicago Blackhawks here. We already talked about Alex Georgiev stepping up, having a nice night for the New York Rangers. Uh, I did want to talk a little bit about what happened in the second period with Jacob Truba. He laid a big-time vicious hit on Jujar Kara. I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly. If not, you know, maybe if there's a Blackhawks fan listening to this, you can correct me on that. But this happened with 1347 remaining in the second period. And of course, Kara had to be stretchered out. Jim Ramsey was on the ice. Of course, longtime trainer for the Rangers. He was helping out a little bit. Uh, but it was scary because Kara went down. Uh, he couldn't really move. You know, he was just laying flat on his back on the ice. And, you know, the Blackhawks went after Truba. And honestly, I don't blame them. I don't think this is a dirty play or anything like that. When you watch the replay, it looked like Truba put his shoulder into the chest shoulder area of Kara. But, I mean, it was a vicious hit. And we know how this goes in today's NHL. If you lay out somebody on the opposing team, uh, you're a marked man for at least the rest of the game, if not longer, if not the rest of the season. And so, obviously, you know, they went after him in the immediate aftermath. And then... uh who was it that fought Truba? Still ended up challenging Truba to a fight about five minutes after this as well. So that just comes with the territory. Again, I do think it was a clean hit. I try to look at all these objectively. And of course, I'm a Ranger fan. But like I was just saying, it looked like he went with his shoulder into Kara's chest. And then, you know, maybe his shoulder kind of rose and, and made him make contact with his jaw a little bit. 
But if you go by the letter of the law, it is illegal play. You are allowed to, uh, you know, go through the body, as they say. That's that's the verbiage that they use. But, you know, obviously uh, both teams were on the ice. There was some concern. There were some stick taps when they got Kara up on the stretcher. And, uh, you know, Truba, you could tell he was worried. Uh, Ryan Strom went over to him. I thought that was a classy move. Those two apparently were teammates in Edmonton. Uh, I saw, I think it was Lafreniere went over to him as well as he was being stretchered out. So uh, you just hope that he's okay. In fact, looking this up, it looks like Kara uh, has been released from the hospital. That's obviously good news. The Blackhawks said in a statement that Kara suffered a significant injury, but that his prognosis is excellent. And of course, there is no timetable, at least yet, to Kara as far as him getting back on the ice with the Blackhawks, but he is expected to make a full recovery, which is obviously tremendous news. And then, as I mentioned, you know, Truba ends up getting into a fight later in the game. Stillman ended up challenging him, and Truba definitely won this fight, landed a few punches. They kind of fell to the ice. Truba kind of landed on top of him. It comes with the territory. I mean, even if it is a clean hit, which I do believe this was, the opposing team is still going to come after you when you put a hit on one of their teammates that results in them being stretchered off the ice. And, and certainly, if I looked at this from the Ranger perspective, if somebody had, you know, put a hit on one of the players on this team, then I would expect somebody like Truba or Reeves or Kreider or whoever it might be to challenge that player to a fight later in the game. So I've got no issue with that whatsoever. But Truba actually ended up with the Gordie Howe hat trick in this game. Uh, he had a goal. He had an assist. He obviously had the fight. He also had eight hits and three block shots. And again, I propose this question to the Truba naysayers out there. How are there Ranger fans that do not like this guy? I understand he's got a pretty high price tag, making $8 million a season. And look, this is not how you want to end up with the Gordie Howe hat trick. You know, it kind of came as a result of him putting this this big time hit and a guy being stretched off the ice. But Truba brings it every single night. He's physical and he will absolutely just level you if he gets the opportunity to do so. And I do think he does it cleanly. Again, I can't emphasize enough. I do really believe this is a clean hit here, but this guy does it all. I mean, he comes to play every single night. He's a big-time tone setter for this team. And somebody, you know, I would still go with Chris Kreider. I've said that all along as far as the next Ranger captain is concerned, but Jacob Truba is somebody firmly in the mix and somebody that I think has established himself as a leader, particularly among the young Ranger defensemen. Everybody else on the Ranger blue line is like 23 or younger. So uh, Jacob Truba playing an invaluable role for this New York Ranger team this season. And again, there's still a ton to talk about as it pertains to this game. We will get to that in just a second. But first, just want to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked on New York Rangers is brought to you by betonline.ag. BetOnline has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Something that I've been talking about briefly in some recent episodes of Locked On New York Rangers is the Rangers' ability to extend plays in the offensive zone, extend possession time there, and also prevent what seemed to be fairly simple clears by their opponents. And I was kind of watching for that specifically in this game here against the Blackhawks. You know, it's something that's been a strength for the Rangers, I think, for a lot of this season, but it's really been standing out to me a lot in these most recent games, specifically these most two recent games against Chicago here. But the three plays, I'll just go through them real quick here. And none of them led directly to goals. That's the other thing. That's not to say that every time the Rangers do this, every time they prevent a clear, 
here that it's going to result in the Rangers letting the lamp and, you know, increasing their lead or whatever it might be. That's not going to happen every single time. But just the simple fact that you're keeping the puck pinned in the offensive zone, that shows all the more work that Chicago or whoever the Rangers are playing has to do simply to just get the puck out of their own zone. It's just been a relentless forecheck by the Rangers. And uh, as a team, I think they've done a great job like I said, just keeping the puck in the offensive zone, even when it seems pretty obvious that the puck is going to come out of the offensive zone and that their opponents are going to have possession and, you know, look to get it across the opposing blue line. But yeah, I mean, a couple of examples of this. Ke'Andre Miller made a great play in the first period. The Blackhawks were, like I said, it seemed like a fairly simple clear in this instance. The Blackhawks were just going to skate it out of their own zone. Miller came up, kind of challenged his man there, knocked the puck away from him, and then dumped it back into the offensive zone. And again, I don't think that the puck ended up being in the Chicago zone for all that much longer, maybe like 10 seconds or so, and the Blackhawks eventually got it out of there. But again, you are, if you're the Rangers in this situation, and if you're Miller, you're just making life that much more difficult on the opposition. And it's pretty hard to score if you're the Blackhawks or anybody else when the puck is behind your own net. And like I said, the Blackhawks were going to look to move up the ice there, maybe look to break out, go in on a rush, whatever it might be. But Miller knocks the puck away and keeps it in the Chicago zone. So good stuff there. And then there was also a play, we're into the second period now, uh, Mika Zibanejad straight up just stole the puck from the defenseman in the offensive zone and took a really quick shot, put it just wide of the far post. So again, you know, creating something out of nothing there. Looks like it's going to be an easy clear for the Blackhawks. It's not meant to be, and it almost results in a goal for the Rangers. And then Mika struck again uh, a little bit later in the second period. This actually happened while the Rangers were shorthanded. They were killing off a power play, and you've got Mika and Kreider applying just tremendous pressure. The Blackhawks defenseman has the puck. He's got his back to Kreider and Mika coming in. It looks like he's probably just going to circle around behind his own net before going up the ice there. But Kreider's all over him. He's applying pressure. He knocks the puck loose from the Chicago D-man. The puck goes right to Mika, and then Mika immediately passes back to Kreider to set him up for a chance shorthanded. And again, the Rangers did not score here. Marc-Andre Fleury made a heck of a save. But even so, I mean, just this these something-out-of-nothing scoring opportunities that the Rangers are generating. It's really stood out in recent games, really stood out in these last couple of games against the Blackhawks especially, and uh, it's something that you hope that this team can continue. They can come out with that sense of urgency and that idea that we're going to pressure the puck every single night and nothing is going to be easy against us, and that's what we're seeing from this team over this stretch here, this 11 wins and 12 game stretch that they are currently on. Also got to call some attention to the work of the Rangers special teams units. They go two for two on the power play and the Blackhawks go 0 for four on the man advantage. I feel like all four Chicago power plays happened in the second period. I know for sure at least three of them did, uh, but you know, that's huge right there. That's the difference in the game. Basically Rangers converting on their opportunities and not allowing the Blackhawks to do the same thing. And I believe now the Rangers have gone 19 of their last 19 as far as the penalty kill is concerned, which is not surprising. Again, there's a lot of good penalty killers on this team, and they, not too long ago, were ranked you know, in about the bottom third of the league, which is one of those things that was hard for me to figure out. They went through a little bit of a rough stretch at one point, and given that it's still early in the season, when you go through a rough stretch, it can really affect your ranking, but Let's look that up right now, in fact. Let's see where the Rangers sit as far as the penalty kill is concerned. Yeah, they're all the way up to 15 now, and they have succeeded at a rate of 84.7%, and I just expect that number to keep climbing because, I mean, look how many good penalty killers are on this team. And as far as the power play, they're now fifth in the league at 22.9% success rate, and they've been on fire recently. It's great to see. A staple of all good teams is being good on the 
special teams units, I think especially the penalty kill, you'd have to look, uh, I think, a long time before you found a recent Stanley Cup champion that was bad on the PK, and it's just nice to see the Rangers excelling in both of those areas. And, you know, as I've mentioned in, in the past, when it comes to the power play, it's not just that they're scoring. They look dangerous every time, and we talked about expectations. We're at the point where we expect the Rangers to win a game where they're tied 2-2 in the third period. We're also at the point where every single time the Ranger power play unit is on the ice, we expect them to score. And of course, that's not realistic. It's not going to happen. But you get the feeling that they're at least going to generate a few scoring opportunities. They're at least going to come close to scoring some goals, especially once again, when you can roll out a top power play unit night in and night out of Fox, Zibanejad, Strom, Panarin, and Kreider. And, you know, just a thing of beauty here. You know, I might as well talk about at least one of the power play goals. I really like this one because it looked like the Rangers were going to set up Kreider for a tipping goal as they did earlier in the game. But on this one, uh, they actually pass it deep to Kreider. Kreider's in the crease. He's got his back turned to the goalie, and he makes a really quick, really short touch pass back to Mika Zibanejad, who's in the center of the ice, and Zibanejad slides it to his left. He's now facing the goalie, but Panarin is there, and you give Artemi Panarin this much open net, he will not miss. And he scored, uh, so that was big there. Got the Rangers back in the game. And in fact, I'm actually realizing that the Panarin goal on the power play was the one that tied the score at 2-2 early in the second period. And then the Kreider power play goal later in the game, about five minutes into the third period, that was the one that gave the Rangers a 3-2 lead. Of course, that also turned out to be the game winner. So my mistake on that, but the entire game is just a blur of Panarin goals and Fox assists and the fourth line chipping in with five points. And that's another thing we got to talk about real quick here. That, That fourth line from the New York Rangers, again, coming up with five points. And that's on top of the tremendously hard work that this this line puts in every single night. And then you end up in this game, Kevin Rooney gets a goal and an assist. Kevin Rooney up to six goals. Uh, Barclay Goodrow gets a goal late in the game. That's his fourth goal of the season. And Ryan Reeves coming away with two assists on the night. And that's obviously why we got him, right? We got Ryan Reeves to uh, to chip in offensively. No, but he made just an absolutely fantastic pass on the goal by Kevin Rooney. This is a goal, 12-10 into the third period, gave the Rangers a 4-2 lead. But Reeves is in the neutral zone, and he almost kind of passed the puck to himself to get it around a Chicago defender. And he gains the blue line, but he's pinned against the boards there. And Reeves, which is a ridiculous pass, between his own legs. It looked like a no-look pass to just an empty sheet of the ice there. I don't know if Adam Fox was calling for it. Maybe he was. But uh, Fox gets the puck. He centers it back to his left to Kevin Rooney, and Rooney buries it. And just like that, the Rangers are up 4-2, and they were off and running at that point. Of course, once again, pulling away late. Artemi Panarin gets an empty netter with 3-10 to go, and then Barclay Goodrow finishes it off with just 2.19 to go. So uh, a really nice win for the Rangers. A little bit of a shaky start. You know, they did give up the two early goals, And I thought in the first period, both of these teams just kind of forgot to defend the slot area. I mean, it was kind of ridiculous. It felt like both teams just kind of had the red carpet rolled out for them. Like, yeah, sure, just come to the slot area, get your scoring chances, it's fine. But whereas the Rangers seemed to correct that issue as the game went on, uh, the Blackhawks really did not. The Rangers, again, just kind of overwhelmed them in the third period with the four goals and uh, going away for the 6-2 win. Of course, the Rangers will now be back in action against the Colorado Avalanche tonight. They play another back-to-back. It didn't seem to bother them the last time because we saw them defeat the Sharks and then the Blackhawks in the last back-to-back that they just had. And now they'll look to do the same here against a really good Avalanche team. They'll be traveling from Chicago. I mean, by the time I'm recording this, they're definitely back in New York. But you get the idea. Uh, The Rangers will be playing the Avalanche at home in Madison Square Garden tonight. 
Darcy Kemper has already been confirmed as the starting goalie for the Colorado Avalanche. And when I looked earlier, the Rangers had Adam Huska listed as the likely starter. And I'm looking at the page now, and that is still the case. And so we'll see. We might get Adam Huska making his debut tonight, which is probably a good thing. I mean, I don't think it would kill Alex Georgiev to play both games of a back-to-back, especially when you know that Igor Shosturkin is eventually going to reclaim the starting role and go back to work, and Alex Georgiev is only going to play sparingly. But with that said, I kind of like the idea of let's get Adam Huska a chance here because there's a very decent possibility that going into next season, the Rangers might roll with Adam Huska as their backup goalie. And this might be the only game that he plays with the Rangers this season. I think we have to acknowledge that possibility. So obviously he's not going to get a ton of experience in the NHL this season, but hey, some is better than none. And, uh, you know, hopefully the Rangers can just keep this thing rolling. I mean, again, they've won 11 out of 12. Let's win another game against a good team with a guy that at best coming into this season was probably considered to be the Rangers' fourth string goalie. I mean, obviously Igor and Georgie, and then of course Kincaid as well. Uh, But yeah, that would be really cool to see the Rangers get Adam Huska his first career win tonight if he indeed is the starter. Uh, One other point that I wanted to make about the game that just concluded against the Blackhawks is that the third line was kind of quiet in this one. You know, I think recently they've been dangerous. And of course, we just did an episode where we talked about them potentially breaking out. They didn't have a ton of chances. There was one really good chance where Gautier made a really nice centering pass to Filipito. Fleury made a nice play to poke the puck away. But Overall, not the best night for that line. But again, that's what we talked about in the past as well, is that the Rangers can afford right now to leave these guys together and let them try to figure it out. Because despite this third line not really contributing offensively all that often, the Rangers just keep winning. So it almost doesn't even matter. And you can give these guys a little bit more leash than you might otherwise be able to. Uh, One other thing that I want to mention here is if you guys have any trade ideas for the Rangers, because it's certainly looking like they're going to be buyers when the trade deadline rolls around, send them my way. I want to make this kind of like a monthly thing. When it gets a little bit later in December, I'm going to read some of your ideas on an episode of Locked On New York Rangers. You don't have to write an essay or anything like that. Just a couple sentences about this is the player that I like. Here's why I like him. Here's why I think that he would be a good fit with with the New York Rangers. So uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to seeing what some of you guys come up with. I already heard back from a couple of you, but get those in now. And like I said, we'll kind of tackle that subject together a little bit later in December. And the other bit of news that I want to share here is that the Rangers game against the New York Islanders that was originally scheduled for November 28th and was subsequently postponed, that has now been rescheduled for March 17th at 7 p.m. at Madison Square Garden. And if you've got tickets for that game, all tickets from the original date will be honored at the new date. And one last note here. That song that I mentioned earlier in the episode, Got You Where I Want You, that is by The Flies, just kind of a random 90s band. But I just thought I would share that with you guys because that was going to drive me crazy if I didn't look that up. Uh, But that will do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for making Lockdown New York Rangers your first listen every day. In our next episode, we're going to look to do a special post-game crossover edition with Lockdown Colorado Avalanche. Now make your second listen, Lockdown Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Lockdown Bets hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It is free and available on all platforms.